Hi, I'm Joey Gilroy, and this is We Love College Water Ski, the podcast where I'm going to talk to every collegiate ski team in the country. This week, my guest is Zoe Engel from the University of Michigan. Zoe, do you want to say hi? Yeah, hello. I'm really excited to be here and psyched that Joey's doing this podcast in general because I love collegiate water skiing. Oh, thank you. So first question, super easy. Just how did you get into skiing? Um, I got into skiing because both my parents ski. I'm from West Michigan and I grew up with them just like shredding the psalm course. I never skied the psalm course or skied competitively till college, but I love being on the lake. I love the outdoors. And so collegiate water skiing is just such a fun community. It kind of just like drew me immediately in when I got to college. And then, yeah, I've loved it ever since. Cool. Then how'd you find college water ski? I have older brothers and they actually competed collegiately for wakeboarding. And I just heard a lot of fun stories and they traveled around the country for that. And I knew Michigan didn't have a wakeboard team, but they had a ski team. Um, I knew it was like pretty similar environments. So that's how I found it. Cool. And then, so are you, a, are you like a wakeboarder too? No. No, I grew up wakeboarding, but now definitely more of a solemn skier. <laughs> okay, cool. So oh, one of the things that's at this point, it will just have passed by the time this comes out is the Midwest Winter Conference. And so do you want to talk about that a little bit? Yeah, I went to mid or the Winter Conferences my freshman and last year, um, or not last year, but my freshman year. And I thought it was really helpful with all of the different levels of trick and slalom you could go to. And it was really my biggest takeaways I got was I was able to ask a lot of questions with introducing new skiers to the team. And it can be really difficult when you don't have a coach and it's up to the older skiers to help teach the new skiers a lot of the different skills with trick and slalom and jump if you have a practice jump. But I think winter conferences, the most I get out of it is talking to the pros and asking like specific questions of how should we develop young skiers? Like where should we start them off with? And like, should we start them on two trick skis or one trick skis and how long should they be on two trick skis? And then when we're going through the Psalm course, should we do the mini course? And like, what steps do we start to build new skiers at that are just being introduced to collegiate water skiing? So that was the biggest takeaway I got when I went um, my first year. Cool. And so for anyone who doesn't know, Midwest Winter Conference is this basically huge celebration of water ski where we have uh, teams from all over. Every team in the Midwest is invited. I think usually of the 30 teams invited, there's like at least 20 go. Yeah, it was the most collegiate skiers I felt like I had been around other than maybe being at nationals, but it was definitely a really fun environment too. And then as part of it, normally there's a a giantly terribly long captain's meeting that we actually had uh, as of today like the day that we were recording this took four hours this morning but that's where like they we decide and vote on all the important region things and then afterwards there's a bunch of we get three pros every year to come uh, volunteer their time and like basically coach like giant groups of people about different parts of water skiing did you get to vote on anything related to winter conferences at the captain's meeting today? Oh, we voted on a few things. The biggest one that, the biggest thing that, the well, most important thing for me that I think we voted on was we decided to uh, make it 
we passed a thing that added a safe sport investigation to the list of reasons why you could be suspended, which I think mm -hmm. is great for uh, showing the like mid the Midwest is like actually take safe sport seriously and yeah. is committed to creating a better like ski environment. Mm -hmm. That's great. Yep. And so, uh, are you planning on going to the virtual winter conference this year? I am planning on going and I'm really excited how it's going to be over Zoom and seeing everyone's faces over Zoom too. Uh, what are you, so is that what you're most excited for? Um, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm most excited to see everyone and to get um, ski lessons because normally our school's been virtual since um, last spring break and I've had no in-person classes for over a year now. Um, so it'll be really exciting to learn about water skiing over Zoom and be like in a ski community rather than just an academic school community. So I think I'll enjoy it a lot more. And I feel like everyone else will being on Zoom around a bunch of people who love skiing. I know it didn't hit me until you said it that, yeah, I, I've, <laughs> I've been all online for actually, I think today's the anniversary of when my school just like shut down campus. Yeah, this past week was the anniversary of everything just happening, students getting sent home, people coming back from spring break and then realizing shouldn't have gone on spring break. So back to more happier things. Uh, do you have a plan of which session you want to go to for the meetings? Um, I haven't looked at what, do you know what the schedule is for the meetings? I think it's- It'll be like normal. I got a glance at it at the captain's meeting. It was like the three sessions are like, one was the beginner, advanced, mid, intermediate, slalom. Then the next one was trick, the next one was jump. And then there's different round tables that they do every year. Probably the beginner and intermediate for jump, trick and slalom, whichever any of those timings. It's helpful for myself and it's so helpful to be able to have that knowledge to pass down to other skiers that come onto the team we're always trying to increase the amount of coaching we can get on the boat and that's feedback we get every year too just more coaching on the boat i know when i saw the thing very quickly i don't know which time slot the session's in but this year they're doing a like a full session on how to coach your teammates that is beautiful that's amazing and so needed i'm so happy to hear that i know i'm I'm busy on Saturday, so I'll have to like dip in and out of winter conference, but I can swing it. That's the one I'm absolutely going to. Did they say um, who is going to teach it? They haven't. They haven't like announced, I don't think they've announced anything. So anyone listening at home, big thing about winter conference is the pro skiers. They make a big deal about the mystique of who's going to be there. Everyone knows Zach Warden's going to be there, but then the other two are just like a mystery. Yeah. And so do you have a favorite memory from Winter Conference from when you went? Yeah, I do. Um, being, it was my sophomore year and being with a lot of the new freshmen that came and I was really excited that they came. Um, and we were, the whole like team Midwest or winter conferences had rented out this um, bar that was really fun. It was like also a dance club. And the theme was, I think like thrift club, 
or something and everyone was dressed in like maybe it was thrifted prom or maybe the theme was just prom and we were all dressed in um like thrifted prom dresses and it was so fun and I have like all these pictures of like people who have graduated and the new freshmen I felt like it was a really fun night to kind of like really integrate our team wearing super dorky clothing and then just having some really great social fun on the dance floor with a lot of different teams too and then um, kind of being able to introduce a lot of like the younger kids like this is collegiate ski culture. This is how like dorky and funny and wild everyone is. And we wear like funky clothes and then have a lot of fun. And that was definitely my favorite memory. Grace, I, I forgot about that theme just because the last two have been in the same spot. Uh -huh. So I know me and my friends decided to like also get nice prom dresses. Mm -hmm. It's great. Yeah, it was really fun. Um, I don't even know. Someone on our team just grabbed a bunch of them and we all, some of them, like, we didn't even zip. They didn't really even fit, but we just, like, went for it. It was so fun. I think Goodwill Prom is one of my favorite just ongoing themes because everyone takes it a different direction. And it always makes sense no matter where you go. Yeah, and it's funny and it's so easy to contribute to. So that's all I have for Winter Conference. Let's start talking about, like, your team. Let's talk about Michigan. So, one of my favorite topics. I love my team. It's so fun. Oh, what do you love about your team? Very inclusive and very like open to growth. It's been great to see. I'm a junior this year since I joined my freshman year, the growth that it's had over the three years and how hard everyone's worked to make it grow. Cool. Oh, what's that growth like? Like, I'm not sure what your numbers are at, but or is it like ski level numbers? I'd say it's more numbers related. Ski level two, um, this past summer, we had a lot of newbies come in and get a lot better, which is really great to see. Um, and when I joined, we like didn't have, we had a really strong male team and didn't have as strong as a female team. And now fast forward three years, we're at um, about 50 members. And we had this fall, we did the first time ever an inner squad tournament. Um, since we weren't really traveling to other tournaments because they were for the most part canceled and to get like freshmen involved we were able to hold on one of the practice lakes um, a team tournament where we had like a maze team and a blue team and we had 25 on each team and we had a complete equal number of girls to guys and my freshman year there was like got close to like 10 to 11 girls max and then maybe like five or six girls that really showed up to a lot of tournaments so seeing that number this year and how much the team has grown and we're able to foster that growth there's definitely a caring capacity um but seeing how we now have like a really strong girls team and a really strong guys team and it meshes really well together it's been great to see because a lot of people worked really hard to make everyone feel super welcomed everyone's freshman year and so you can see how that stayed has people have just stayed on the team year after year and like turnover rate of skier just drop off after freshman year I think has decreased over the three years I've been on the team. So that's been fun to see. I've got so many questions for that. Like, <laughs> I'm flabbergasted that you can support 50 members. I know most teams struggle to like fill out a full team on either side. Yeah, we've got a pretty intense practice schedule um, that, that the secretary handles. Shout out to Lauren, our secretary of last year, did an amazing job. And we get 
um, new, new members and freshmen who pay a little less in dues get at least one vote a week. And then everyone else gets about two to three votes a week. Um, and we have about four votes going out a day, Monday through Friday. Wow. Like, so do you guys have your own, I would hope you guys have like your own vote then. So we have had a really awesome lease deal that's gone on with the dealership for the past couple of years. And it just discontinued this year um, with it not being feasible financially for them. So we're now in like a transition where we're looking for lease deals, but we're also looking to possibly buy a boat. And if we do buy a boat, we will have to have that realistic conversation. Can we be putting this many hours with this many skiers on it if we buy a boat and knowing like the wear and tear that we'll have on the boat itself? Um, but if we find a lease, we should be able to hold that like 50 carrying capacity rate that we have been able to have the past couple of years. Wow. And then when you send out boats, are you guys on a private area, a private lake, public? Uh, we ski on Lake Belleville. It's about 20 minutes from campus. It's, I think, like an overflown river. And it's only probably like up to your waist in most parts in the course. Very muddy, very murky. Um, it's always like funny but terrible when someone's learning how to ski and they're like in the lake and they're just the engine when you're starting and stopping it turns up so much mud and it's so gross and like when someone's learning how to ski you basically have to be a fighter because there's just mud and muck and it's disgusting and there's invasive lily pads that have slowly been like creeping into the course um but we basically keep the boat that we lease at an alumni's house and he lives pretty close to the course and we've had a pretty good relationship with him for probably like 10 years now and he lets us keep it there for free and we just like put our docks in and out and his docks too cool and then, so do you guys just have the course yeah there used to be a jump there and it used to have a big um ski association it still does there's a lot of local skiers in the summer um, but the jump is actually like pushed back into the weeds and it's all like the wood just kind of splintered and it's always like floating back there. And it's a running joke that will one day kind of refurbish it. But I don't think that will ever happen. I don't think it's able to be refurbished at this point. It's kind of like grown into a lake monster. Okay. I know. So if you want to commit to that, I know uh, Kent from who's now Purdue alumni, he rebuilt their jump over the last summer. And it was I think it was literally like a steel frame with the siding on it. Oh my gosh. So that's good to know. Yeah. If we get someone to take on that project, we'll have to reach out because that's pretty much where this jump is at. And it's just been floating in the water for years. Mm -hmm. Wow. And then, so uh, do you guys, have you guys put your course in yet? Or are you looking to do that soon? I think the course goes in about the beginning of May and the there's the Belleville Lake Association and the person who runs that, who uh, we kind of take out and ski with a lot. Um, he'll kind of probably put it in beginning of May. And then we keep a bunch of buoys, buoys in the boat and we help maintain it. Mm -hmm. That's a nice trade-off. They... Yeah, it's a really good relationship we have going with all the locals. And a lot of them are really good skiers too. So occasionally we'll like have them out on the boat um, and they can give us tips. Mm -hmm. It's one thing I've noticed that if you find somebody who likes, like who likes college kids, they will love coaching. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's nice. That's 
one thing that's been difficult is having so many members on the team. We've had a couple of times people reach out saying they've wanted to coach and like trade off. They could ski with us, but then also coach. Um, but then it becomes hard trying to fit the amount of people we have with the four spots in the boat plus a coach. Mm -hmm. So we kind of have had that trade off in the past before with having so many members. So honestly, like going back to so many members, how like what have you guys done to like foster such an inclusive environment and keep people around? Something that we started doing recently, um, which I think has been pretty helpful is we did we started doing one-on-ones with the captains. So the captains will split up the roster. It won't necessarily be like guys only meet with the guys team, girls only meet with the girls team. And they'll do each semester. So fall, winter, and then the summer. Um, they'll do check-ins and they're kind of, we'll be like, where are you at skiing wise? They'll get where their PBs are, practice tournaments, if they have any, if they don't have any, what they're learning, if they need anything equipment wise, how anything basically they need from us. And it also gives some face check-in, which I think is really nice because in the winter semester, especially, um, I don't know what it's like for other schools, but our school, we tend to die off a little bit in the winter semester. And like socials are the only thing that keep the team alive since we're not skiing or practicing. So if socials tend to die off at times, then those one-on-ones, or if kids just don't always come to socials, um, those one-on-ones allow everyone to be like, hey, we remember you and like, we value you and we value your skills and we wanna help your skills grow, which is so important to communicate um, to younger skiers who aren't at that level of competition yet. Um, Cause that's like where a lot of drop off occurs when people join the team and they're not at that like top level of competition. And then they might just not feel like they can get there. So we kind of have been doing one-on-ones. I think that's helped. Cool. I that's something I absolutely want to like incorporate into my team now. That seems like perfect thing. Cause I know I've did, never did it with Cincy and then I missed, there wasn't any recruiting this fall for Akron. Mm -hmm. I've met friends at like one-off things like, and then I'll text them. It'll be like the first week party when everybody's like, oh, let's like, here, let me have your Snapchat. Let me have your number. Like, and, then yeah. and then like a week later, I was like, hey, did you go back? And then kind of like getting a strong class just from kids, just like checking in on kids like that. It Yeah, it really makes a difference. Um, we heard a lot of feedback from new members the past two years, which is why I think some of them have been retained. And then also we just have a great group of older members that want to be inclusive and want kids to stick around. So they're just also, we've really just put a focus on making new members feel inclusive. So I think that's made a big difference too. Um, Cause I think everyone's on the same page with the new members, no matter the skill level, it's just really important to keep them in and keep them like wanting to come back cause they are the future of the team. Mm -hmm. Interesting. And so do you guys have any, uh, so you mentioned ski formals, is that like your main like tradition, would you call that like your main tradition or do you do other stuff too? Did you say ski formals? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, we do date parties and date parties are really fun. Um, and sometimes other schools will come to our date parties and it's kind of fun to like meet people outside of the ski team too that people will bring in. Um, and then we'll do Friendsgiving, um, and we normally do a polar plunge and going to ski schools every summer. Not a tradition necessary, but it feels like a tradition, which is how 
like memorial, not memo, not memorial, but how many memories are created during them. Um, yeah. Cool. Uh, so what have been some of your like favorite uh, ski school trips that you've been on? My freshman year Bennett's was my favorite and we haven't been back to Bennett's since my freshman year because of COVID. And I like don't think I would have stayed on the team if it wasn't for my freshman year Bennett's. And it just got me with a smaller group of people and it only like 10 of us went about and I was one of the younger kids that went. So I got to actually like really know the older kids on the team. And that's when I really learned what it's like to hang out with people socially at night and have a lot of fun, but then also get some really good instruction and jump more um, and get to just spend four concentrated days with ski team members, which is so important. And the drive down traveling and spending that time with people directly makes a big difference. I think whether or not people feel really included on the team. Interesting. I know I've always heard like amazing things about like going to Bennett's for ski school. Like it, yeah, it's really fun. Um, you just, there's, I feel like the rules just kind of come off and everything's free game. And it's just, kind of like a wild west of fun yeah i know that's one thing like this past year when nationals was at i think originally it was going to be at the boarding school and then in colorado mm -hmm. it's one of those things that like yeah it was a i think it's everyone's team goal like yeah we want to go to nationals but now that like those got canceled and i found out that my last nationals could be at bennett's I'm like, i know yeah I'm just trying to think, okay, we're, it goes from a, from a want to a we're going. Yeah, even, even if we don't qualify, I might still just like hop in someone's van and go down there. It's kind of, I've heard before I came to college, I think Bennett's was at Nationals, or Nationals was at Bennett's um, the year before I came to college. And the older members on the team talked about it like it was their favorite nationals the site is just so great for hosting that many people and the way the lakes are i think it's just such a fun environment so i'm super excited and really excited that it'll be safe enough to do it like really hopefully and idealistically it will be so really pumped that ann and jay bennett are hosting nationals next year so it'll also be my last year so yeah i know i was yeah my first my freshman year was that bennett's nationals and i was just like Little freshman uh, tagged along, didn't ski at all in regionals or, mm -hmm. and then I was just like kind of sitting there like, oh, this is cool. And I found out like more and more how awesome that one was compared to everything else. That's that's what I heard. Yeah. Yep. So, I'm slowly winding down out of questions. So my la I have three more left. First one is, what's your favorite part about skiing collegiately? The people that I have met skiing collegiately and also the growth it's enabled me to do and kind of like find my career path too. So I love everything about collegiate skiing in the way it's unorganized. Like each school is very differently, is run very differently and it's very siloed. And it's really great to have conversations with people from other schools because you learn so many things, so many important fundraising things, how they keep their boat, how they own a boat, um, how they travel, what their school restrictions are versus your school restrictions. And it's so different. And so 
you get to build this entire organization because there is there's a formal organization, but it kind of really depends on the school. Like our team is very removed from the school um, and not a lot, like we follow school guidelines, but we're not a big part of any like school club. Like we're not a club sport, we're a voluntary student org. So it's been very like awesome to grow an organization and a team and like develop team norms and practices and team practices that will run and sustain past everyone that's on leadership right now and be able to like grow and kind of accumulate a large community of a bunch of random kids on on the college campus. I think that's my favorite part is that collegiate water skiing, I don't have many things on common with the kids on my team other than skiing. So you really just get like a hodgepodge of people that love skiing and you get to interact with like some really, really dorky, really fun and really cool people that you wouldn't interact with otherwise. And that's what I really liked, especially on my campus. I just met some really cool people and then other teams too. Cool, that's an amazing answer. I just, going back to the very first thing you said that, uh, how did that impact your like, career trajectory? Like what were you planning on doing and what are you trying to do now because of ski? Yeah, so I, I originally, skiing impacted my career directory trajectory right at the beginning because I grew up loving to ski and like free skiing and that like you know that feeling when like you're swinging like a pendulum behind the boat and you like detach from the boat and you're just completely like on your own and you're turning and then like you link back up into the boat and you feel the pull and then like if you're on glass and it's just still water when you're like free from the boat and it's your own momentum turning you around that feeling is like my favorite feeling in the entire world and being on still like glassy water growing up made me want to go into environmental studies and study climate change. And that's why I did like first coming to college. And I've always played sports. So then being on the ski team freshman year, I'm also on the ultimate Frisbee team here. And I just compared both team cultures in like different ways and team um, norms and team practices that were efficient on different teams. And then I kind of realized like I really love cultivating teams and communities and like helping people grow and develop their skills. And so it like, I completely transitioned into leadership studies and like managerial sciences with business solely because I love developing younger members on the ski team. And I wouldn't have been able to do that without ski team in college. So now I study um, organizational leadership and I wouldn't really have done that if I didn't join collegiate water skiing. Wow. Like so with that, I'm sure you've been taking lots of classes. Have you taken anything from those classes and applied it to water ski? Um, yes, actually, um, uh, the last two years on our officer board, I have brought two different things when we've done our board transitions last year. I, um, I developed like a process for the board transition. And one thing I implemented was smart goals, you know, like tracking your goals. What do you want to do in these positions, but also developing your leadership competencies. So Michigan, the University of Michigan has 12 leadership competencies and I kind of had everyone pick a few of how they wanted to develop. And I started to tie, like we're in these officer positions to develop our team. Like we also are in these to develop ourselves as leaders. So let's make sure like we're being conscious and thinking of that and how can we develop our own leadership competencies along the way. 
And so we did that last year and tied it to our specific goals we wanted to reach in our roles, which I got really positive feedback. And then this year I kind of switched it up based on, um, honestly, my first year on leadership has all leadership teams happen. Like there's just disagreements and people argue. And sometimes it can be really hard because you're making a lot of big decisions. So what I decided to do this year, um, which I also got really positive feedback was introduce the Michigan model of leadership where it's like, think about the Myers-Briggs tests and like all of these personality tests are just helpful in general because they're reflective. Um, this reflects on your leadership style and how you look at conflict and how you make decisions. And are you data-driven or not data-driven? And are you people-focused or like less people-focused? And so I introduced the leadership style and then we all talked about how our leadership style would reflect in our roles with how we um, kind of go through conflict with people and how we go through decision-making. And I did that because of just, you know, being college kids in leadership roles, you have conflict with people and it's really hard sometimes to get through that conflict. So I know I got good feedback this year too with everyone kind of going through. Like for example, I'm a community builder leader. So a lot of my decisions are about how can we enable all of the members in the organization? And that's like, I'm always that focused. But then our captains are robust leaders or, or robust results leaders. And they're focused on results and how are we gonna get from point A or point B to point A in a way where we're gonna succeed. And they're very like goal results focused. So it's really good to know, like when we make different decisions, I'm always thinking about how is everyone going to feel included versus someone else might be thinking about, okay, how are we going to win? And neither is better than the other. It's just like the baseline of how we tend to make decisions. So it's good to know that kind of going in. That is so great. Like I, I'm so happy that I'm recording this because I know I'm going to come back and just like <laughs> that whole spiel thing, just like, okay, write down how I'm going to take notes and apply that to my team because that seems like I feel like everybody always asks like oh how can we grow skiing how can we grow like our teams and stuff and aside from the obvious like oh bring in more people but, yeah but what you're saying seems a lot more like concrete of this is how you do that yeah this is like running the team we, we do it ourselves and the ski team is a big organization because you're running the competition, but you're also coaching. And then you're also looking at how to sustain an organization long-term. So having this, like, that's a lot to ask college kids to do. So yeah, I'm really glad I'm studying what I'm studying, what I study and I get to apply it to the ski team a lot. Um, Cause there's a lot of responsibility that we have like running collegiate ski teams and it's so fun. Yeah. And you're like, again, I'm just wrapping my head around 50 people on a team. Like you're killing that part of it, getting people like involved, stay involved, improve and go to tournaments. Like, Thank you. Yeah. We've got a really good group of older kids that really make everyone feel included. And that makes a big difference. Wow. So moving on from all the great things about Michigan water ski. So what, do you have a personal favorite memory of being on the water? Um, yes, definitely this summer, uh, being at Swerve, just finally getting, so when I joined, I couldn't ski the course and it took me a while. Like, um, uh, when I first got onto the officer board, I was captain and I still couldn't even ski the course consistently. Like I wanted to help others improve so much. And I still like hadn't really even improved that much myself. 
So this past summer, I like finally was hitting PBs and like progressed a lot into higher speeds. And it was so much fun to like unlock that skiing that is like a higher speed and you're just like having more fun with it. And you finally get over the hump of learning because that hump is so hard to get over, especially being a new skier in the course. And it's really hard to like put all of the little things you're learning for like a year into one and have your body just do it naturally. Um, so this past summer, I swear, it was like, I think I had two or three PBs just all like within two days of each other. And I was like, finally, after like a year to two years of like working so hard, it was finally paying off and it felt so good. Wow. Wow. That's great. I know I was exact same situation where when I got elected my team's captain, I had done a side slide and landed a jump and I mm-hmm. like gotten like not very even run the mini course. Yeah, that, you know, what I'm talking about with the hump when you're just getting into collegiate skiing, it's a hard learning curve. Oh. It takes a lot of time and it can be very frustrating. Especially because like everyone says, like, don't compare yourself to like, oh, the fifth round skier on your team, but you're still yeah. like, going in the boat trying to get up compared to the kid who's running 28 off. It's intimidating as heck being on the boat with older skiers that can ski really good. So that's also something we try to emphasize with younger skiers um, that those older skiers aren't intimidating. They were the same as you are when you first joined and it just takes time. Cause like not everyone knows that. And it looks so effortly when people ski really well. Um, but yeah, that can be really intimidating. So it does feel good though, when you finally get it and you're like, wow, it like I could do it. Cause you kind of doubt sometimes you're like, will I ever be able to goddamn do this? But then you can, and it's like, great. Yeah. I don't know, I'm still in trick though. I'm still like, let's see if I can get the reverse size line. <laughs> I spent all summer learning a complete thing on two trick skis and then because I didn't trust that I'd get as many points if I spent a summer dedicated to one so I did two which I'm glad I did um because I'll have like I encourage all new members to do two so I'm starting from scratch with one this summer I know there's just gonna be a lot of side slides and a lot of like whiplash and like smacking my face on the water it's gonna be a fun summer oh yeah and so speaking about like next summer, do you have anything you're looking forward to most over the course of the next uh, season? I'm really looking forward to kind of my own like personal growth, finally being like one of those competing members on the team that's really able to contribute points wise. Um, Cause I've worked so hard to make the team so great, uh, but I haven't really progressed that while skiing. And I'm also looking forward to landing a goddamn jump. I've jumped at like almost every tournament I've gone to since my freshman year and Bennett's and Swerve. And for some reason, I can't hold on to that gosh dang handle, but it's going to happen. I don't know what it is. I get coaching after every jump. It's going to happen though. And I keep trying. So yeah, when I finally get a round of butts, I will be complete with my college career, but that has yet to happen. So. Uh, no, no, for me, like the first jump was absolutely the hardest to land. Mm-hmm. Same with first, first time I ran a, ran a course. It's like, after I did that, I was like, wait, I got all six. And then like, then you do it again. And you're so happy. And you're like, hallelujah. Yeah. So I'm not going to try and give you any sort of coaching on that because I'm sure you've heard exactly what everyone will say. Oh yeah. No, at this point, it's like, 
the, I'm not even just holding on to the handle. It's just going out of my hand. It, I don't know if things just take a long time to click for me, but it'll happen. And like, I've probably jumped almost like 20 times at this point. Mm-hmm. It'll happen though. I, I trust it's a long process. Yeah, and like, yeah. it's always good to fail like again and again, <sighs> again, again, because you know, eventually you don't fail. So <laughs> it'll be fun when that happens. Yeah. Have you, what's the closest one that you've had so far? For jumping? Oh, I've had like multiple where I literally am like landed actually at nationals two years. No, last year, sophomore year, um, I landed and I was like, I was getting pulled like almost all the way down to the end. And I was just like sitting down on the skis. and I just could not stand up for the life of me. Like I just stand up and then fall and stand up and fall. I don't know if I don't do enough squats at the gym or what. I was just like, could not. And then I was just like, yeah, fell over the next time I tried to stand up. And then other times I've landed and the rope's just gotten pulled out of my hand a few times. So it's like, it's going to happen. I know well. So for the stand up fall, that's that's a thing that I know happens to a lot of people, but never (laughs) never gets coached on. When when I had that, I'd had that a good few times. Someone mm-hmm. screamed at me just to like force the like basically touch the handle to my like uh, bindings. And okay, that makes sense because I knew it wasn't working. I remember in my head because my parents were watching it um, on the recording for nationals and like my dad recorded it and it was really funny because I was trying to stand up and then I couldn't and I was trying to stand up and then I couldn't. You could just hear my dad going like, "Oh, oh, ah, oh." ah it was like four times but but like yeah I try and pull it into my chest I was like this doesn't work logistically but I don't know where I should put it yeah that's definitely one of those things where and honestly that coaching like is great to talk about yeah never works for me in the water because I'm sure you know when things go wrong you know what you should do and you just don't yeah it doesn't it's like a mind body the mind body connection with skiing takes like forever to click Mm -hmm. yeah well that was my last question. Do you want to have anything to add before we stop recording? What, um, so you're at Akron now. Mm-hmm. What are you most excited about um, being at Akron and like building your team and what's been the most fun part about it? So I went to Akron last spring. And so mm-hmm. I, I was like the, I would call it the last of what you could call like the first generation of skiers. Mm-hmm. Because two years ago, it was three guys, like an OU transfer and two people he met on campus. Then last year was the first full year of a team. Mm-hmm. I happened to join, like, I think the, no, the November of, like, last November, I was in the group chat. And so we're in the tail end of our, like, startup phase. So I'm really hoping to, like, basically, like, give us as big of a runway as we can as everyone who started this uh graduates and moves on so i'm mm-hmm. excited to hopefully like not say to leave but hopefully like set everything up to like be in a good spot when we're all out yeah mm-hmm. do you have so you have like four members are you finding new members now oh uh, yeah we have so we have two we have like a full guys team with some b team skiers a full mm-hmm. team of i think five or six girls so like no girls B team, but body, mm-hmm. but bodies in the water. Yeah. And so bodies in the water, bodies over the jump. 
Yep, especially especially about speaking about uh, conference things. Last year they passed something about how yeah. you have to go, you have to go over the jump now to get team points. Which I didn't realize that wasn't a thing before or my freshman year before I had any practice. I probably wouldn't have just sent myself over the jump a couple of times. <laughs> but I'm glad they did that. We tend to, I don't know if any of the girls from Akron have had the chance to jump or if they're new or if they've already jumped. Our team goes like half and half. That's one of our goals is to like switch the jump culture for females and to make them very excited about it and not scared. Cause that's another um, just like unnecessary culture norm in collegiate skiing. Rightfully so, cause people do get injured. And if you don't know how to jump, like that's a serious thing you can get hurt with. But kind of like switching up if you're going to jump not looking at it has this really scary thing and kind of going into it with more confidence. I know one thing that I've seen that I think works at OSU, mm-hmm. they like really take ownership of their ramp. And so like, if you guys decide to take on the project of that ramp, make sure you have like everyone on the team, like working on building it and like, contributing uh-huh. to, like this is our ramp. And so it's a lot less scary to walk around on it. Rather. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Yep. And then if you guys want to copy them, you could copy OSU. You could uh, put a little M in the top corner. So, so something to stare at that isn't the entire ramp. Oh my God, that's smart. That's funny too. Is it an M just to go over or does the M indicate anything? Uh, so, you know, like people who are like actually good at jumping talk about uh, hitting that and going from t- bottom right to top left. Yeah. The, like so it's in the top left corner so you're kind of like aiming for that when you're hit, going over the ramp okay I wasn't sure if it was an M where it's like some more inspiration to kind of like run over a block M when you're going off the ramp because that oh, would make a lot of sense yeah no it is oh, it is a block O but you guys would have an M okay oh I thought you said M for a minute not O that makes more sense yep cool well that's all I have thank you so much for coming on yeah of course it was fun Thank you to everybody who's listened this far. Really appreciate it. Uh, Have a great week.